I'm assuming we were laughing at Chris's geriatric. At least, at least he called me geriatric and not racist. Yeah. So that's not yeah, the worst thing I was funny. called during tonight's show. I, oh, I, I, I wouldn't put that on Twitter. People, people can find that easier. Thank you. Um, that, so, I mean, so, that's, that's the second time yeah. Felix has said something very controversial on uh, on this. Uh, Jared, not on this show. I think you you may have made a mention to a a very racist group at one point in time with Mister Mister Colin Decker. Oh, with Colin Decker. Show. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh. Uh, so yes, Cameron Ward, Jared would be con- included in freshman drafts if he's. Uh, oh yeah, he won't be rostered anywhere actually. So yeah, he would nah. be in in freshman drafts even though he's not a freshman. You'd be able to pick him up in the supplemental draft. I'm so, really so where intrigued. You, where would so you draft I, Ward? First round. Oh really? He's already done it in the FCS. Why I, not? I don't know. I think I would take. If, him. I don't if, think I if, take him first. If he goes to Ole Miss, I would have a. I would probably slot in as my QB three. Yeah. Like. Ewers, Aller, Cameron is he a dual threat guy or is G just uh not really? Is he just a thrower? He's not he's really. really just they were talking about him on the Cover Three podcast, and he's a he's just a name that I've heard. Well, earlier in the season, like this is someone you need to pay attention to, and then now that he's in the transfer portal, I'm, I really want to pay. Attention. Yeah, yeah, yes, I think- it's very landing spot dependent. If he yeah. goes to Virginia Tech, I possibly don't care as much but yeah some of the spots he's gotten offers for it very intriguing um i don't know if well i don't know who's going to be the offense coordinator at Ole miss but i don't know if he's a good fit for Ole miss like he's he's not really a rushing threat um he's like a way more pocket passer guy like i don't think his rushing stats are very good and so like is that a good fit in that scheme like that's a really rpo heavy gimmicky offense like you can run a successful rpo and the quarterback doesn't have to be a huge rushing threat that's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess mean, it's a good fit. I, good. They, okay they even fit. said last year that uh, didn't Mac Jones run more RPO than Justin Fields? Yeah. I believe that that was a stat that I heard. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's Probably like, play had action. More rushing like you don't have to be a right. good it's rushing play, team for exactly it to threaten. Yeah. It's the quarterback doesn't have to be a good rusher for the linebackers to have to at least respect it a little bit. So, oh, so do you, Felix, That's- you'll really appreciate my hand raising story, by the way, whenever you're ready for it. <laughs> it's oh, just, I mean, we so you'll especially so you know like we like law school is like most grad schools and even like most probably like advanced college courses to a degree like you it's like you're expected like it's your job like you just go every day like if you have to leave the room for whatever reason you just like get up and walk out like no one says anything we had this uh, one of my really good friends from school. He sat in the front row of this class. He was like kind of scared of the professor. And she was like this naive, sweet little lady. And I forget what Matt did, but he lost a bet. And so we told him that we wanted him to raise his hand. And in con law, that was the class in the front row of con law one all year. <laughs> and when the professor called on him to ask her if he could leave the room to go to the bathroom. <laughs> It was the funniest, <laughs> funniest thing ever. Like, yeah, so, that, yes. that is also a very highbrow joke for really, really grad school. Or, but yes, it is very much. It would be like ask. if you were at work and you were in a meeting yeah. and your boss was talking and you're like, Mr. <laughs> Smith, can I go? Like, <laughs> I gotta go to the yeah. Oh, yeah. Would y'all? We will take Go ahead, no, I was I was going to talk about um, my other fave uh, player moving up to the uh, 
from the FCS. I like Raymond Jefferson, the running back at uh at Sam Houston. Like I think he's somebody that you could draft and like maybe not for the first round, obviously, but like early round three, I think. Don't think he's getting drafted. I think you could probably wait on him if you really wanted to. Um Has APL, he committed, second or? team all American. Uh, I mean, he he was their leading rusher this year. He had like, what did he have? He had um, be cool stats right here. Eleven hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns um, for Sam Houston. It's not like they get a murderer's row of defenses in Conference USA. It's like that's a workhorse back who is going to be undrafted coming into. That's I think you should draft in freshman drafts. Um, like I was looking at him the other day. He got shut down by Montana State, but like Montana State's a really good. FCS program. It is what it is. Yeah. He just has no receiving is really the issue. But, I mean, if you're going to rush for like 1,113, that's good enough to start for like has that has he, com- has he committed to some other place yet? He's, I, I assume or, that he's staying with Sam Houston when they move to oh. Conference USA. Oh, oh, oh. Are okay. they moving I'm next sorry. year? I thought you were saying he was yeah. entering the transfer yeah. portal. Um, them and uh, Jacksonville State, right? Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville State doesn't have anybody and really want. Jacksonville State is has Rich Rod. Rich Rod is there, right? I think Rich Rodri- yes. Rich Rodriguez is the coach at Jacksonville State. Yeah, I want to say that that's the case. I don't. I don't remember now. I think you're probably Rich, Rich, right. Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, he is the head coach at Jacksonville State. Rich Rodriguez very much responsible for high scoring. Um, uh, West Virginia teams at uh, on the NCAA, what, like 2005, 2004? Pat White. I'm trying to think of who the wide receivers were. Tavon Austin. Pat White. Tavon Austin was one. But who Steve, was like, who was Steve the Slayton was the running Steve back. Was the running back, yeah. Um, Owen Schmidt was the fullback. I, I'm trying to petition okay. Owen Schmidt. Uh, mock, mock oh, name. Yeah, I just remember him doing that with his helmet and just like bleeding profusely. He like didn't start the game then, did he? Like he had to sit out nah. for a minute because they couldn't make him stop bleeding. Stedman yeah. Bailey, uh, yeah, Stedman Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. The 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 listen. When I was playing NCAA, I was playing with um, uh, Colt McCoy and Lima Swede out on the outside. That we and that's when I like look. Why not? Because he was a stealer, and what did, did he do? Something he was, stupid. He was dog poop for us. Dropped a huge touchdown pass in the playoff game. That's he, I feel like he shouldn't have been playing. He never played for you guys. Why would he be playing in a, a second in round a draft pick? He, he played for the first I know, year or two, and then he did he crapped the bed, and we never heard from him again. Yeah. Well, I, that's when I learned how to user catch, and I just like I could just. It didn't really matter what your defense was, who you had over there, because I could just. Just throw the ball over to Lima Swede. He would have like 400 yards receiving each game. Just, I thought, keep, just continue. Just I would call whatever play I wanted to call. I would just audible to him to a go and just wait four seconds and throw it up to him and just come down with it like 70% of the time. I thought Colt McCoy would be so good in the NFL. Like I really, really did. He got hurt late that year in the, in the national But that offense is really – they I don't broke his collarbone like first play of the game, right? Or like yeah. first drive of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, they had to put they had a backup that was just not yeah, he was play. not ready. That was that I remember that game. Yeah, they had somebody who was just not who they who was not ready. Who I wish I could playing? remember who that was. It was I feel like it was in the Big 12 championship game. 
or something I, like that. I don't remember. I thought it was the net, no. but I could be wrong. It was a big whatever, whatever spot it was in. It was like somebody who had not played all year and was just not ready. So, um, who are some other guys who you thought would be good in the NFL and just weren't? I feel BC, like it was the BCS national championship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was. Sure. They're playing against Alabama. It, the 2010 mm. championship. That should have just been the guess. Like, yeah. It would have had like a 40% chance of being correct. Yeah. Those were the boring ba- Bama teams, weren't they? When they were like starting Star yeah. Jackson or whatever. Isn't it? What was that dude's name? Star. Uh... Oh, come on now. Alabama had some bad quarterbacks, even under Nick Saban. Uh... The last of them were the, it was the uh, Blake Sims era. And then they oh, finally kind of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Moved into prominence. Blake Sims was 2014, I think. When was Adrian McCarron? Ooh, there's a good one. Kellen Moore. Yeah. I mean, if Kellen Moore had like 10% more arm strength, he would have been like amazing for years in the NFL. That's such a bummer. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. Yeah. Max Johnson's announcing tomorrow. We think he's going to Texas A&M. Texas A&M. I think so. That's actually going to be a really interesting QB battle. I, I know that technically, like Wigman's not going to be a part of that battle at all, but like Haynes King, Max Johnson, I think is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. If he if if King loses, does he transfer? He should. It has to, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like I like Johnson more than I like King. Um, I don't like either of them, but I don't think it's. I, I think it's be really close. <laughs> like. I don't think either is the answer. Do you th- I mean, do you think Wegman's the answer? Not in year one. I think Max Johnson's less injury or less uh, ag- uh, like turnover prone, and yeah. that's like they just keep drafting like all these huge like I don't know. You just ground about like that's what they're going to try to do. I don't even think he wants the quarterback to throw more than twenty times a game. Yeah. Which is yeah, he likes running the ball. But... He definitely likes running the ball. Mm, that's a tough one. I if you're a recruiter at a Power 5 program, field. which one of these G5 wide receivers in the portal do you target? Mitchell Tinsley, Kanate Munfield, or Jadon Blue? It's not Jadon Blue. It's easily not Jadon Blue. And if Kanate Munfield ends up at Ole Miss, or quite frankly, Houston, or – but if, I mean, I'm, I'm think, thinking that Mitchell Tinsley ends up at, ends up at Texas A&M. How Tinsley's already at Texas Tech, I thought. I mean Texas Tech. I mean Texas Tech. He hasn't committed there, has he? I thought he I had. Thought he, I don't. I don't know if he has either. But he, I think it's like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna be. He's going to Texas Tech. I just don't know if it's official or not. Um, is Mitchell Tinsley that good though? I have no like, idea. I have no he, idea. He feels way he more product not. of that system than like. But he's going to the same system though. But you're. But the same. question is, you're a recruiter at a G five program. Which G five receiver do you want? I don't want the guy that's a part of a system. I want I a guy that I think can create on his own. It's not a month field. Yeah, well, I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. I don't know. I mean, Blue's that just system a bean. is really good. I think like that's a really good system that get anybody open. Like put put on a field in that system. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and what's I don't crazy think you're is looking, you're gonna. Yeah. You're, you're gonna like you're going to see. You know, for, it started at Western Kentucky. Now it's going to Texas Tech, and then eventually, like Kitley's going to get hired at, you know, Michigan to run the offense. And you're going to see bigger programs continue to take it on. It's the same thing that happened with. Why do all of these offensive coordinators have connections with Texas Tech? They all do. They all do. All of them do. And Mike Leach. Mike Leach is like the godfather of all yeah. these dudes. 
birthplace so, um, of modern football. I mean, it's yeah, it is. It really is. I, I mean, let's just go through the names. Yeah, Riley, uh, the head coach of the Cardinals. Uh, what's Kingsbury. Name? Kingsbury? Kingsbury. Kitley was at Texas Tech. Three. There's more than that. <laughs> I know there's, there's more, but it's just really funny. To <laughs> He's just like yeah, that. So there's three more than them. that. Um, Sunny Dykes. Uh huh. Um, uh, Robert Ane, the Virginia offensive coordinator, who I love. Um, obviously Art Bryles, and then like the Bryles tree that went like a million different directions. Which Kitley is more Bryles than he is like traditional air raid. Um, I mean, if you want to, if you want to keep going from from there, like. Um, Josh Heupel what played well, Josh Heupel, yeah, I was just gonna Mike say Leach, well, Josh right? Heupel was there. Yeah, yeah, I think he played for Mike Leach. I mean, Josh Heupel, Wait, was Heupel played at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, he played. Or, did he coach for? Coach he co- with I'm Leach. saying he coached at. He coached with Mike Leach, or he coached at Texas Tech at some point. I thought. Okay, so that's that's. Yeah, I know he has a Leach association. But they've all like made stops with. And actually, no, he doesn't. I don't see. I don't see. He I don't doesn't? see. Uh, Texas he was at Tech. Mizzou. Yeah, he's at Mizzou. Mizzou. So why do I think that he's part of the Leach coaching tree? Oklahoma. Um, he was Maybe grad assistant under Bob Stutz at the University of then, uh, Arizona. Quarterbacks coach at Oklahoma. That's who I thought was going to get Spencer Rattler. Was Josh Heupel. I mean, it would have made it. It would have made sense to me. Um, Dana Holgerson. Did you guys mention him? Josh mm-hmm. Heupel is one of Mike Leach's former. Oh, Mike Leach was the OC there. Yeah, at, at Oklahoma. I'm looking. I'm looking oh, at his. It? I'm looking Be- at his coaching because tree right now. Stoops, Josh Heupel, Cumbry, Lincoln Lyrie, Lincoln Riley, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, Dana yeah. Holgerson, Graham Harrell. Because yes, yeah, Stoops hired um, um, Mike Leach from Kentucky, and the story is like he's the toughest guy I ever had to scheme against. Then that Heupel at Oklahoma. There we go. Time. Okay. Oh, I'd rather Spencer I'd rather Rattler. Hooker. Oh, Spencer for a co- for a college o- for a college offense, I'd rather have. <laughs> Oh, where rather have Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler is good. I think he rehabs his stock. Probably gets one oh top five pick. I next think year. That that's within a, the, a in the range of outcomes. I can't, tell. <laughs> I can't tell if that's Chris crazy. is being, you know, just a fan or being objective, but I do think it's in the range of outcomes that he can rehab his stock and become a a uh, a first round pick. But who like I thought of Marion Brown South was Carolina. Very, very good wherever he went. Now I, I like he that was a terrible choice for Marion Brown last year to go to, to South Carolina, but now they've got Spencer Rattler there. I think that his skill set is more suits. But who are they going to be the other wide receivers there? Josh Van um is coming back. Uh I think they're gonna run a lot of two tight end sets with Jaheim Bell, who's like built more like a wide receiver and Austin, Austin Stogner and then uh, oh, yeah. they have Landon Samson who might start as a true freshman. Um he was at South Lake Carroll with Quinn Ewers, he committed today. So I, it's not a, like, I don't like the offense that Marcus Satterfield is running at South Carolina. I don't think it's a very good offense. And I don't, 
like it is what it is. Like I have to, de- I have to put up with it. But like I don't love it for anybody involved. I don't think it's a good choice by Rattler. As happy as I am with it, Rattler seems like he would be. Um, like I think if you had to choose between him or DJU to rehab their stock this year, I would put way more money on Spencer Rattler to do it over DJU. I would too. I would Why? too. DJU was just, just lost has- last year, like a thousand percent, and no we've confidence. never. We saw DJU play well in one game, essentially. And we kind of based... In two games. He wasn't even that great in that Boston College game. He was poor in the first half. I believe, if I remember correctly, he had a really bad Yeah, fumble. but he was but he was good. It was his first there. game. I mean, I'm going to give him that yeah, it was, leeway. It was but like, to pretend like he was out there, like, you know, just slaying Boston College, which first off is just like not... But that Notre good. Dame game was so such a big yeah. game. Yeah. For playoff game implications. Big. And he was a true... And that was defense was really good. I mean, like, really yeah, good. it was. Yeah. And, and it was in and it was in South Bend. That's the yeah. other thing. It was in South Bend. Not, not only was it in South Bend, that was the night that Joe Biden accepted the presidency because everything got delayed with the count and stuff like that. That night was just ridiculous on so many levels. Like they actually cut away from NBC to to Man, go I, to him accepting the speech, and then that that game. I don't know to, that that mattered to DJU and his performance at all, but I appreciate you putting just, like the I'm night of history. There was potentially in the universe, in the universe, like in sports, poly, I mean, it was all intersecting. They cut away from it. NBC cut away from that game, that huge game, to go to the. I mean, it, it was a lot going on that day, and he played really, really well. I mean, when it, they didn't lose that game because of him. Yeah. Do you think that like he was reached out to him beforehand and was like, "Have a good day." Do Listen, you all I'm just I saying, like, it's just, just something that you. It's a yeah. very specific. I just fact wasn't, ex- you I just wasn't expecting you to oh, go I don't, that. I don't route. remember that game at all. With that at all, <laughs> I, you don't remember that game ex- at all. No, I was expecting I was you to go a completely different route when you were saying how gone. important it was, and then you were what? I oh, was you were completely, gone. I was completely gone. Um, you were out of it. I, yeah, I was. It was a. It was a. Uh, a night full of no fun, no politics, no politics. No politics. I just said no politics. Yeah. Oh, y'all like my yeah. my new shirt? I'm rocking. It's my Matareza jersey. Your what? Matareza, <laughs> the punter at San Diego State, who's gonna who's had the best season of all time, should have been a Heisman finalist. Oh, is he the dude that was kicking these eighty yard punts? Yeah, he had the greatest punting season of all time. They get drafted. He, in is the he is round. he drafted? Yeah, he is. He's gonna get yeah. drafted. Oh, he's gonna get drafted in day, day two. Day two. He's it, a baller. It is, to have a punter that That's good to Bay. flip the field like that. That is a that is a real weapon. That is a real weapon. He is so good. He holds the record for most like 80, 70, 60, and 50 yard punts. That's crazy. Like he is he's fantastic. How how, oh. how high did uh did 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 Sam uh did second round Sebastian Janikowski Sebastian Janikowski oh, went first. first yeah, yeah. He went first. <laughs> have you heard He's the first. reason why he went in the first round too? No, no it's bonkers because the Raiders didn't want to pay like what the draft <laughs> slot was worth for like a skill guy. Yeah, that's like the story that came out years later. Go look up that like the why if you Google like well, you know why you're the Sebastian Janikowski uh, first round pick. Like there's all sorts of stories that came out like a decade later. It's amazing. That's bad. Love it. And he ended up being like an amazing kicker. <laughs> like so he's a Hall of Famer, right? Is he a Hall of Famer? I think he will be. Yeah, it was 
That that's who I was thinking of, Kyle. That's what I thought he was going to ask about Robert Roberto Agua. Roberto Agua. Yeah, yeah, who was from Florida State to Tampa Bay. You live in Texas, Matt, and you can't pronounce any of these Latino. I or can't Hispanic pronounce names. anybody's name, man. Too, I'm horrible with pronunciation. <clears throat> I don't do anything good, like anything. I, I produce <laughs> podcasts. You produce a mean show. That's all I've got going for me. It's all I've got going for me. My wife tells me all the time. World's biggest James Bond fan, too. Don't forget that. That is true. I'm a massive James Bond fan. Um, uh, you're the best at picking the Ohio State quarterback, quarterback battle incorrectly. That's true. I'm really good at that. I'm really, really good at that. It's my calling card at this point, clearly. Uh, did we talk about that on air? Yeah, yeah you read the, the review. Yeah, we you did? read it on. Yeah, you literally read it like 30 minutes ago. No, 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 no. Did we talk about your position on the Ohio State quarterback situation on air. That Devin Brown could potentially beat out. I didn't say was Brown. it Devin Brown or is it Kyle McCord? I didn't say Kyle McCord. I said I thought Quinn Ewers could beat out CJ Stratton State, that. but he's not there anymore. Okay. So you're not saying that Kyle McCord is going to beat out CJ Stratton? I never said that, no. Someone must be on the clock. Matt, you don't do good at picking in the C2. Oh, my up. Sorry. It's been a long day. I'm the I'm the understand. worst. I'm the worst fantasy football. Like I don't set my lineups. I just all all the stuff I behind the scenes here, lineups, Kyle, but... with early signing day is a lot. It's a lot. I'm bad at setting yeah. lineups for the NFL too. Everything should be best ball. The only format you do should be best ball. I I am like the time you take to set up lineup set lineups and think about decisions. Like I'd much rather be doing something else. I just would. I, like, I, just, I like I like setting lineups when I'm paying attention to it, but it takes a lot for me to even care. Like it just takes, yeah. it takes, I'm huh. like, it's 1030. Am I going to look at these lineups? That... I'm like, no, no. See, I'm so, I'm so pro. Best Kyle ball. Larson, are you, are you KL fantasy? That's, that yes, that's who that is. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know uh, anybody. Jared, are you anti? Are you anti? You, know how, you know how much I'm not paying attention to this. I picked Jalen Berger in the fifth round. Jared hates best ball. Today. Jared, if Jared had his way, we'd still on. all be playing standard, and we'd be keeping track of our points by like you know, like the good the lines That's on right, a cave Jared. wall with a rock that no. we would. I'm with you, Jared. Screw He's this baseball crap. For people pure. listening to this later on, we are talking to people in the chat and not reading anything that they're saying. So you're not gonna hear yes, what it battery, is. Just, battery, just gonna, radio. Open conversation. They're gonna people understand who are talking to us. They're actually saying it, so. screw best ball. That clearly. Jared there is saying he does not think it should be best ball for Kansas to can formats, which I agree it should not. It's so, lazy. so who was Matt, was it you that was talking about like the injury exemption, like if a or um like a late injury where you don't find out until like, uh, a minute before I think kickoff? Jared, no, Froton posted that. Jared agreed with it, and I agree okay. with it. It's not that hard. Like so, I'm just that's I'm so be much more work here. than best ball. Oh, it is. It is. It is a lot of work. Boo hoo! Like you guys cry about that. I commissioned last year, the COVID season, the NFL, right? 20 dynasty leagues. I played I'm sorry. I don't hate myself. I'm sorry. I don't and hate myself. I did that. I had the COVID exemption in every single one of those leagues. Hey, you're a, a guy goes on And you have a, maybe that's true, but it ain't that much work. If I can do it for 20 leagues and there was a shit ton of players ruled out last minute last year because of COVID, you can do it for what is it realistically? 
It's maybe a player a week. It is not as bad as you guys make it out to be. You guys exacerbate it because it happens to one player. What was it? It's more it's more annoying because for COVID stuff, like we all knew it was a possibility. So you'd like pick a player ahead of time. There are times now where it comes to the nine o'clock kickoff. And they're like, oh, Alton McCaskill's out. And you're like, well, fuck, I don't have any right. feedbacks left but on my bench. And there was player. no indication that but he wasn't going to ha- But it doesn't happen as often as you guys make it out to be. Like, it happened with, what's his name? Is it not, not Chip Trainum. Who am I thinking of? Rashad White. It happened with Rashad White right before the playoffs last year. And all you guys got your pitchforks out. And you're like, oh, he's not playing. Nobody told us. Then you do a sub-in thing. Big deal. It happened like three times I can think of over the whole season. But you guys make it act like it happens five times every single week. Like. So it happens one time you switch out the player, boom, done, end of story, and and you keep going. My whole point is I, would, I get the best ball thing, and it, it matters to people like us, right, who pay very close attention, draft well, make a lot of moves. But when you have these beginner leagues and you're going to have someone who lucks into a lot of players, whatever, like the roster management part of leagues matters. Setting lineups matters because mm-hmm. you make the wrong decisions, and that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I made the I wrong decision in a couple leagues and it cost me a championship. And I'm still yeah. over here telling you best ball yeah. is not the way to go because that matters. If you cost yourself, that's what makes it so it makes it a little bit more gut wrenching when you're like, I knew I fucking shouldn't have switched this guy out last second, yeah. but I, 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 I panicked and I made that last thing and it just won Moxley a championship. And like Moxley having, having, I beat, having, hey, like, I beat Austin having him on decision. your bench when he goes off is just like, God, yeah, like no. you like you sit there and you're like, who yeah. should I go? Like, I panic. I can't remember who the quarterback was. Who did I switch out? Um, damn it. I can't remember who it was. I switched out someone and I put um I pulled was it Clayton Tune or Pre- not Preston Stone? Who's SMU's quarterback? I cannot for the life of me think Tanner, Tanner Mordecai. Mordecai. Tanner Mordecai. I pulled Mordecai out last minute on one of the last games of the season last year because I was like, you know what? He's playing a good defense, he's probably not gonna put up points. And I put in somebody else, and Mordecai went for 50 points. And my quarterback scored ten, and I that's lost by seven. Different. That's completely different than the injury thing, though. Like that's just a totally. I understand thing. that, but if you go best ball, you're removing that. That's what I'm saying. You go best ball, you remove people making decisions. You can put the injury thing in and still allow people to make the decisions on their lines. It's not that difficult. Like, let's be honest, Austin. We talked about this in the offseason. You don't want to commission anymore because it's already a lot of work to begin with, right? So, what are you commissioning? Five leagues right now. Yeah, roughly around there. Okay, so you're probably going to make 15 moves a year, maybe, in all five of those leagues combined. Like, it's not that much work. It's really not. It takes, like, five seconds to go in there, click the little commissioner mode on the app, you go, okay, switch, blah, blah, boom, done. Best best ball with zero work for me. Yeah. Well, that's because you're lazy. You're an elitist, and I get it. Pay somebody else to do it. You've got the money. Like, it's just – it removes so much. I – I – hate it i think it's it's horrible but whatever i the best argument that i have heard is the one that jared just said in the chat which is um set up a backup plan people need to have control over their teams to get the full experience i actually really like that for people who are new to the format because that completely eliminates weekly research and you don't improve Mm -hmm. or learn anything about the format i actually think that's a very good argument that, for growing the space like i that's the best argument yeah. that i've heard pro best pro non-best ball well because i also think like, i mentioned this before with best ball like i think you're going to get people and i know there are people who do this anyways but in the c2c side you're going to get when it's best ball they're going to stop paying attention altogether like jared's saying they're not going to make trades they're not going to care 
They're just and it's just going to be all about the NFL side. I think that eliminates part of the league. Like you're always going to have a couple people like that, anyways. Austin, we play in a couple with a couple people we know do that specifically. Like I don't care about the campus side. I'm all in on the NFL side. But if you go best ball, it just it's I guarantee you it's going to turn into like those NFL leagues we do that are best ball. You just don't pay attention. You go and look at the end of the game like, oh hey, cool, I made the playoffs, great. Because a lot of the C2C leagues, you limit your waiver moves anyways to two to four in most of those leagues, so they're not going to pay attention. It just eliminates that whole side, and you're practically playing an NFL side and just seeing who your feeder team is, I guess is the way to put it. Never heard of never heard of this guy, Adam Randall. Never heard of him. There couldn't possibly be a video up on our YouTube channel right now about what we thought of his commitment. You should go check it out. Yeah. Could, could start there as a freshman. Could. Right, right here on this channel that you're watching, a video for him was just released like an hour and a half ago. For what it's worth, I do not have him labeled as the GOAT, though. So if that's what the level that you're at, you might not want to go watch it. Andre Green's already pissed at me. I don't need anybody else upset with me. Jared's I agree been, on that as well, tonight. Yeah, I, I 100% agree as well. Because people, I agree. Yeah. people are under, people are way too much ignoring the college side. Um, because like it's not a dynasty. Like that's really the issue that that people are having and I I think if that was true I think it would lead to much better drafts. Like I think people would would draft all smarter if it was weighted equally. I don't blame a lot of leagues where it might be like a 40-60 split, but it's not There's I mean, get, there's money on the college side in all the leagues that I play in. There's a bunch that I'm in that there's like one or two people that don't pay that close attention to the college side. And in, in two of them, it's the same person. Austin knows who I'm talking about. He now, you, you might that he doesn't care about the college side, though. You might end up getting somebody who thinks that they're drafting for the NFL side, and then their team just ends up sucking. But all the I think in, mo, in the most of the leagues that I've been in, people are trying to start start the best lineup they can. That that dude, by the way, that flew across the country and didn't sign, and then so the city was like, he, he still hasn't signed. <laughs> Did you see the story about the South Carolina linebacker that flipped um, and then flipped back? So what? So what happened is Beamer came out today and, and had a press conference about it, and he said he was like, "Were you?" They asked him if he was surprised by the the decommitment and, and flip, and he's like, "No." After he committed to us, I got a call from someone in the know at Maryland who told me ten minutes after. This commitment that he was going to flip back. The plan was always for him to flip back. I don't know. Beamer wouldn't go into any details because I I think. I'm not going to lie. If I was a coach and I had a kid do that on signing day, I'd probably yank that commitment. I would be an awful college coach because I think these kids that that fuck around like this. You'd be the Dabo of wherever you went. Don't believe in NIL. Don't believe. Well, you might believe in the transfer portal, but you'd be upset. I believe in both. I just don't think they have a good system yet for all this stuff. Like, like, I get that, you know, following a coach when they – like, it's not right that the Nevada coach goes – that goes to Colorado State and literally the entire freaking team goes with him. Like, that's just not right. I'm sorry. Like – Nevada should have committed more to their program like Colorado State is. There's got to be some sort of limits on this or, like, it's just Yeah, but that ridiculous. happened last year too with Kansas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it then either. Yeah. Which – I mean, it is, though. Like, I mean, I like, still think there should be. 
That's the consequence well, limit of what that? the players asked for, though. The play the players wanted this. They wanted that one time transfer rule to do whatever. And now some of them are paying the consequence of that, though. I still think there should be some I mean, limits on transfers. Like I think if you want to transfer in conference, I think you should have to sit a year. That's it. That's it. Good night. <laughs> Where did that?